So today we've got Aaron, the CEO and co-founder of WeTube, and he's here today to break down a little bit more of the, uh, you have a, I don't want to call it a protest, it's a, it's the best petition. way to a petition right now mm-hmm. to have fair use and fair access to cannabis users and a little bit more of the educators and promoters of the positives of the cannabis industry on Instagram and as well. That'll intrigue, not not intrigue, but enter into the Facebook and a little bit more of that metaverse as well, because they're all interconnected. Yeah. And if they're not careful, it might turn into a protest over a petition. So they better come correct real soon. <laughs> so um, do you want to just break this down really quick? What was the main reason for this petition getting started with you? Oh, that's a good question. It's been... You know, I've been in the cannabis industry for over seven years now, and censorship online has always kind of been a thing. Um, And back in the beginning, when I was getting started, it was kind of more accepted that you were going to be silenced and shunned on a platform because it was barely legal in just a few states when I was getting started um, making content and like, you know, working in the industry. So it was, you know, everybody was just kind of like, okay, you know, it is what it is. I had my YouTube channel deleted, um, just face censorship nonstop. But this new situation with Instagram that we're in now, where we have a lot more legalization happening across the country and we have federal legalization on the horizon, they're talking about it. Don't think it's going to happen this year or next year or the year after that. Um, But it is coming closer And we've got this more normalized cultural acceptance of cannabis. And what you're seeing now on Instagram specifically is we are seeing a shocking number of companies and usually small businesses and content creators that are being removed. The first step is shadow banning, where they throttle your content so hard that no one's ever going to be able to see it. And then they go to deleting posts and giving you uh, warnings that your account could be deleted. And then the third step is total and complete deletion. My company, WeedTube, actually never even got those first two steps of warning. We just were deleted completely. And we're seeing this pattern where small businesses and content creators are being deleted from the platform without warning or explanation or opportunity to get it back. While some uh, large brands in the cannabis industry are thriving and verified and not shadow banned whatsoever. And some of them are actually breaking Instagram's direct policy for cannabis, which is they treat it as a regulated good. And it's literally says um, attempts by individuals, companies to sell or trade marijuana is what they are against. Now, a lot of these small businesses and creators aren't linking to anything like that. They're not promoting the sale of anything like that. And a lot of these big businesses that are verified and allowed to be on the platform link directly to cannabis-related sales in their platform. And I know from personal experience working in the industry that there is a lot of bribery going on um, at Instagram. Uh, And this has been happening for years. Like, if you get deleted, someone in the industry will come to you and be like, I got this guy. If you give him a thousand dollars, sometimes it's like 5,000. It just depends. I think the price changes depending on how much money they think you have. And they're like, I got a guy who works at Instagram. If you give him a thousand bucks, he'll turn your account back on. Oh, you want to get verified? I got a guy at Instagram. You give me 10,000 bucks. I can get your account verified. And it works and it happens. So we have 
basically clear proof that Instagram is allowing some businesses to succeed. And it's almost like, is there some sort of financial gain that Instagram is getting out of letting only these businesses businesses succeed? Now, my big problem with all of this is as a small business owner and a lover of this industry and community, the way that it is and has come up over the last decade uh, since legalization has started, because it's been 10 years since Colorado legalized. Um, the industry is has so much opportunity to be something so much greater than what all the other industries in this country are. We have an opportunity to be small business heavy. Um, we have a big opportunity to change a lot of entrepreneurs' lives rather than just a few corporations that kind of get all of the money and all of the advantages out of an industry, which is kind of what every other industry is right now. Monopolization is the term. And the way Instagram is acting, along with a bunch of other things, this doesn't solve all the problems, but the way that Instagram is acting is they are allowing the large corporations to succeed, probably because they're getting funded through a backdoor somehow. An employee is the company is don't really know, trying to figure that out, have people investigating it right now. Um, they're allowing these companies to flourish while the small businesses are getting pummeled. It limit, limits uh, fair market opportunity for any businesses that really want to make a way forward in the cannabis industry. And it, it just doesn't look good for the future going forward. The reason I wanted to do this petition right now is because it's a conversation that needs to be ha had with these mainstream platforms prior to federal legalization, because one of the biggest in a capitalist economy, one of the biggest ways to see who's going to be successful is marketing ability. And if people aren't allowed to market in small business and with uh, content creators and stuff like that, then it's just an unfair monopoly of the top three brands are going to run everything. So that's why I created it. That's kind of long winded, but there you uh, go. Uh, well, it's a, it's a great breakdown of it. And kind of the biggest question that I kept having come back is, I don't know how much information you're receiving, but are you noticing that it's more focused with um, like location down in the States? Or are you finding that it's equivalent between Canada with our federal legalization and the U.S.? Or are you just getting the information more from the U.S.? That's uh, an interesting question. Definitely cannabis censorship is happening no matter where you are. Um, I don't know about other countries having the issue of like big brands being allowed to succeed versus small ones. Um, the most of the stuff, uh, the big brands I know of that are thriving on platforms like Instagram are all in the States. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because like, especially because I'm seeing so much of the Canadian licensed producers and stuff like that, they're getting throttled every so often. Instagram just goes through and they seem to do a clean out of just the Canadian LPs and it's the legal producers. They have licenses. They're regulated by not only health Canada, but the provincial regulations that they're within each of the industries. Cause each of our provinces are going to be like each of the individual States. They're a standalone organization that you have to work with to bring your product to the consumer. Mm. So if they're regulated at that point, two separate times within our federal and then our provincial governments, and they're still getting throttled by Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me to no. be honest with you. I yeah, think that I think Instagram th big thing is we're just going to comb out as much cannabis as possible pretty frequently, but there's a couple of tall hairs that they're like, "Oh, don't we we we're we're working with this one. Don't don't do anything to this one." And that's like, "Why?" 
Why are you doing that? What, what other companies that are potentially working alongside and the cannabis is just a side portion of that industry, right? Right. They could have a whole bunch of other corporations that are providing a bunch of money that, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, I, the, the bribery thing is really troublesome because again, I know this work. I've watched someone get deleted, give someone money and their account came back the next day. I've literally watched this happen. So I know it's a thing. Do, do that worries me though, because it's like, are some of these big brands who, who are they bribing in Instagram? Is it just lower down people who have access to flip accounts on and off? Is it higher ups? Like, there is definitely some bribery going on to allow certain brands to survive. Well, exactly. And are they having the control of who's getting shut off on the other side of it? Right. I would more, I would certainly prefer Instagram be like TikTok and have a zero tolerance policy before they're going to prop up some favorites. That's unacceptable. Yeah, exactly. You either have a hard and cut line or you have your hard and cut lines. It's like, okay, this is okay. This is not. And you just draw it there. Like, yeah, there's this- who knows, maybe maybe that would be the outcome if the petition works and we get the million signatures, maybe and we get the meeting and Instagram's like, we're actually just going to do away with all the cannabis content. That might be a result that not everyone's happy with, but at least it would be a level playing field. It's not what I want. It's not what I'm pushing for. No. But what's needed and deserved is a, is a level playing field. And there's a lot of people in the industry who will be like or the community who will be like, you don't need Instagram. You absolutely do need Instagram to survive as any kind of business right now. 80% of marketing budget in business in 2022 is being spent on social media. You know, you, you, you can't just be like, oh, we don't, we don't need it. You're not going to need it. And they're going to keep propping up these other businesses and you're going to be out of business. That's what's going to happen. No, exactly. It's you, it may not be a necessity today, but 10 years from now where it's the primary advertiser of some sort or another being social media and more of that self-based promotion Mm -hmm. it's right now is just stage one this is the learning entry level like it's not as easy as it was 15 10 not 15 years ago but five years ago on these platforms to get the easy recognition that just natural share of a fresh platform yeah. You've got to be a little bit more strategic with your entry into it. But I would argue that they do need it now, even if they said that, because I could name yeah. a few brands right now that have built themselves huge because of their Instagram presence. Exactly. And it's just it it takes a little bit more time, a little more strategy. And that's not really a bad thing because it means we're going to see more quality, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they're taking the time to do the strategy, people are seeing while quick, small quality clips. And quality doesn't need to mean 45 minutes worth of editing for a 30 second clip. It just means quality, genuine response and interaction for that 45 to 30 seconds for the video clips. The pictures just have genuine feedback. Like it's just open communication seems to be the biggest thing. And if you can sell people what your story is, and that's what Instagram gives you. It gives you that ability to sell with a picture, with a reel, with, alive with any of the tools that they've been able to accrue over the years by kind of assimilating the different companies that they picked up. It's kind of become that main resource where TV ads were 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. 
Oh, exactly. The more time we spend on our phones and in, in, in just virtual reality based environments, whether it's playing video games or just going through Facebook, socially interacting on there, it's, it's happening. Every and that's the, the thing about this petition is if successful, it's going to do more than just bring Instagram to the table. This is going to show uh, the United States business world that the cannabis industry means business in the way of we, we understand work. It's capitalist. We want that. We, we, under, we, we want to make money, let's say, but we want to do it with integrity and we don't want to have it be run by one conglomerate and have it be not monopolized. We want an industry that is inclusive and offers a lot of opportunity to minorities and diverse collectives of individuals to succeed in the industry. So this petition being successful, we can take that to Facebook. We can take that to YouTube. Ooh, we can take that to a lot of different places. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. It gives you that, that essentially stable groundwork to use as a base to build up that, that kind of true. Um, oh, it's the best word to put it. Cause it's all, it's almost that social media based industry. That's right now just standing on a little bit of a shaky leg. Like LinkedIn yeah. seems to be really the true haven for the cannabis industry, at least on the Canadian side, because there hasn't been any real um, like heavy regulation on it. It seems to have that natural support. The platform's just like, okay, you guys are keeping it professional. We've got no issues with it. Right. And, the, and really they need nice us. They need us. You yeah. know, it's, it's good for LinkedIn to be successful within our industry. But the unfortunate thing about LinkedIn is nine, nine and a half times out of 10, that's not benefiting any sales or consumer front anything. So that's, mm -hmm. that's the problem there. It's like, it would be optimal to see Instagram have that policy for the cannabis industry. Mm. And it's like, for me, it'd be almost nice to just, if cannabis is going to fall under a separate category, you almost have it like the not safe for work slider on Reddit. Cannabis sure. content just goes under that. You have to be approved. You have to be able to verify you're over 18 before you can see it. Sure. If you're in Canada, in certain places, 19, 21 down in the States, depending on what, where it's regulated. I wouldn't have an issue with that at all. Yeah. Say perhaps you're a new Instagram user and you're scrolling through and you come across your first post about something cannabis and there's a filter over it that says this post contains information about cannabis. Would you like to see it? And you click yes. And once you click yes, Instagram knows that you are okay with seeing cannabis content and it will allow you to be delivered that content. I'd be fine with that even, you know what right. I mean? Exactly. Like it just, it gives that, that level of protection that I understand should be there. Like, I, I don't have an issue with that first stages of the industry because we are on that first stages of the industry having that high level of protection. But we need to be working to where at least equivalent to where alcohol is because it's ridiculous, the, the variance in the two. They're going to, when federal legalization hits, social media platforms are going to quickly align with certain businesses and brands. Um, and the, the switch is going to get flipped so fast for the industry when federal legalization happens for business that the current, I say this all the time, the current big players right now that exist in our industry may not be players at all in a couple of years once legalization hits. It will be such a fast switch 
that if we're not doing the things we need to do to lay the groundwork now where we have a policy with Instagram to ensure fair and equal marketing for all the different businesses in our industry, they will die. It will happen so, so fast. I can't even describe it to you. Yeah. And people will just be like, wait, what happened? I worked for years to build this business up. And this guy who has billions of dollars built a dispensary right across the street from me, charges half as much and markets all over Instagram. What happened? Did you have any opportunity to get in on any of those things? Probably not if you didn't participate in ensuring this situation with Instagram. It's not the only thing, right? There's so many things that we have to work on before federal legalization hits. And that's kind of my hope with this petition. Like, let's get this done. We got more to do. And then we got more to do. And then we got more to do. Um, This is just, for me, it's a big one that we could nip in the bud right now. And then we can go on to other things. Well, and again, this could be used as that kind of base groundwork. If we can show that the more lively and um, involved people in the community like you, like myself, who are creating content daily, uploading more to educate and promote the industry as a whole, not necessarily specific companies, but just the industry as a whole has its benefits. We're going to see either a heavy change in the industry if Instagram goes a hard no, or we're going to see very clear guidelines and a major improvement of the quality of what we can produce as content creators. And for you with WeTube, be able to compare and kind of grow with the industry to work with the content being created on Instagram and be able to have that cross um, promotion and have that almost um, building of the community within both. Right. You know, a lot of people say to me, when I'm talking about this, well, why don't you just create a weed Instagram? You already did it for, you know, YouTube and we are, and it will exist and it's, it's coming out very soon, but that doesn't solve the problem. You know, you you can go and create your own platform, but you're not going to have the reach of how many millions of people that are on the original platform. That's the issue. You can go do it, anything you want yourself, but you aren't going to have the years of day of legwork and all of the, cause there's algorithms to go with every single thing that they do. So every little tool that Instagram has, that helps with the promotion that helps with their algorithmic sharing of the content, right? Like there's a little bit of work that goes into each and every one of that, that when you create a new platform, you have, you're starting from scratch, right? Like <laughs> It's not there. So you, you're got to build it with the people who come on and it's dependent it, it will it will be its own yeah. thing. It will have its own benefits yeah. to being its own platform for the industry, but it doesn't solve the problem of no. a mainstream platform that has the reach of the world. Exactly. It, that's the biggest issue is if you don't have the reach to bring in new consumers or new educators, because there's some sometimes people don't even need to consume to be able to educate because there's so many different avenues within this industry to learn about. Like just the molecular science is something that somebody can specialize in just to be able to talk about new potential genetic crosses down the line or maybe finding a way to optimize the pheno hunt. So you're only dropping 50 seed instead of doing a 500 seed drop in massive facilities, right? Like it, it could be something that doesn't have anything to do with the actual consumption of, but that could be getting a lot more forward push that you have somebody 
outside of the industry that's now learning about it. Right. Like there's, there's endless opportunities with this industry, with the, with the legacy one that's been around for eons. And then the one that is starting new with the actual federal regulated industry, because there's, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a collaboration of both. It will be, they will be different industries and one is going to win. Exactly. The way things are going right now, one of them is going to win. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can to ensure that that doesn't happen. Um, And what I need is just for the cannabis community as it is to be a little less apathetic to this whole situation of how the industry is growing right now. Um, It's so important for the future and for generations and for so many people and individuals that we build an industry that is fair and equal and has a lot of opportunity for different people rather than two or three big companies like Amazon and Apple who are spending millions lobbying for the legalization of cannabis. And I wonder why. Well, exactly. If they can pick it up and they can be the major conglomerate, it's, it is nothing but guaranteed cash. But if you have a whole consumer market that's educated on the importance of having a new industry be built uh, in with keeping in mind, you know, small businesses and stuff like that, Right now, those big companies are looking, Amazon and Apple are looking at the current cannabis industry and they're giggling. They're like, take all of you out in about one year once federal happens, just watch. And the only way to prevent that from happening is an educated consumer base. And that's what this petition is about. That's what everything I try to do in my career is about, is just about getting people aware. Because I think no matter who you are politically or otherwise, you would want an, in a new burgeoning industry that's going to be worth billions to be done in a way that benefits the largest amount of people rather than a couple of corporatizations. Well, absolutely. And you want it to be open, transparent throughout the entire process as well. And with it being a new industry, there's no reason why you can't start with the open transparency. And that in and of itself will allow for that um, equal opportunity for anybody and everybody that's looking to grow within it. And it allows for that kind of cross growth within the industry as well, which is nice. Right. Right. Like that's, that's the one thing I'm seeing with the Canadian industry is there companies who are transparent and open with the consumers. There's the ones that are thriving from day one. All mm. of the other companies are starting to push towards that. And they're seeing once they start becoming more transparent, once they start becoming a little bit more open with the consumer, they start seeing a flood of consumers coming in. Right. It's, it's not surprising that the cannabis community wants to see what they're consuming, wants to see how it's grown. They want to know more information. They don't just want high THC for low prices. Yeah. And that's and the fact that the community just in general has that interest. This petition is a good way to support that and really encourage the industry as a whole to be more open and transparent on the larger social medias because they're going to find that benefit and growth within it. Sure. Absolutely. Like the more you're breaking it down, the more I'm seeing how much of a, like it, it really is essential to, to get this going and to really make sure that this petition is successful because I don't want people to look back at, the last, let's say, decade up until like two years from now. So like a 12-year time, 
period of time in my mind in the like 20 years from now people are going to look back at this and call it the golden age and i don't want that i want the golden age to continue i think people are wildly unaware of how much this industry will change when federal legalization happens and it's going to be fast and people might make money they might get bought out different things might happen but a lot of what's going to happen is competition's going to come in with more money than you able to slash their prices lower than you so that they can take you out that is literally what's going to happen. And what I'm curious to see is going to be how many of the Canadian companies who have had the, let's say, five to six years, because that timeline seems a little bit reasonable with because we're coming into year three, four right now with our industry. So five to eight years experience in the industry before federal legalization comes into the States. How many of the Canadian companies are going to jump down over there and try and grow big there? And yeah, because you guys that, are pretty heavily restricted, right? We're we've got a lot of regulations, so mm-hmm. to come down if to come down to the states would be probably an easier transition than the companies who've transitioned from the states into Canada, because right. we have like Wana up here. There's a handful of companies who have made that transition up, primarily gummies and edibles. Mm. Uh, but if that federal legalization opens up, I could see a lot of our successful companies making a push down into the more Northern States, just because it's low, it's close. Right. Yeah. And if they've got that six, eight years of experience with a social media industry, that's a little bit more welcoming because it doesn't seem like the Canadian ones are getting throttled as hard. Mm. I wonder how big of an effect that will play in the little bit more of the smaller range of the companies like the Washington state that has legalization right now, but they're just going statewide based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the largest weed brand that will ever exist, it doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Oh there. Yeah. It's, it'll be probably 10 and, years from now before we see the Amazon of the weed brand. And that's when I'm trying to tell people is like, I love this industry too. I'm not out here making videos saying the cannabis industry is dead because I believe that it's dead. I'm saying what it is right now that we all know and love in the community that I'm part of and go to trade shows and see the same people and, you know, work with these other small businesses. That's just, none of that's going to exist after federal legalization. It's going to happen so fast and it's not what I want. I'm trying to prevent that from happening, but I really do not think people are aware at the changes that will come because it's been a long time since we've had brand new industries happen in, in the States, at least, you know, like it's, it's not very often you see a brand new industry that can be worth billions pop up, you know, now we're, it's the way that that stuff works when it happens to the cannabis industry, it's going to happen so fast. It's going to be in the blink of an eye and people are going to be like, what happened? Where where did my business go? Where, where are all my sales? Where are all my customers? Where's the community? Nope. Yeah, unless it unless it's strong enough to fight back against that kind of major industrialization, it's going to be it's going to play a major factor and it's going to crush a lot of the like things like secret sesh. It's going to play a factor into uh, major events like that. And like even the high times cup, you could see that getting affected in some way or another. Because those things won't matter. Secret sesh won't matter. And let me tell you why. Because it's going to be legal everywhere. It's going to become normalized. We're going to be in a place where 
cannabis will be sold way more readily than it is right now. And it's going to be such a normalized thing that there won't be a need for brands to go to secret sesh venues and stuff like that to advertise their services and products because they can just put it on TV. They can just, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be so many other routes and the businesses that are going to come in are going to have 10 X the spending budget that you do for marketing. And they're just going to plow you into the ground. Well, exactly. And, and you're going to go to the secret session. It's going to be the struggling small businesses that are trying to go there. And the people who are going by going, yeah, no, I'll just go to the shop and get this at, and that's the we last thing have you it. want to happen. We kind of have it in Colorado already. We have a few bigger brand dispensaries that have, you know, several locations across the state. And, you know, they can come in at a better price point than everybody else just because su- they just have more supply. And some of them are good and they're owned by like local people. But there's a couple of brands out here that are just like in this for the dollar. And they're not, you know, it's get in, get out. It's, you know, here's your weed, goodbye. And that's not, I just have so much respect for cannabis is for everything that it did for me. And I just have this feeling that that's not how it's all supposed to go for it. No, like there's, I, I can see a place for shops like that, but they're not an every, every day you're going there to, to visit. It's more like it's a little dispensary at a train stop in one of the major cities because it's, Oh, you just need to grab a pre-roll because you're on your way home from work. What if right? you can it's, get a pre-roll from Seven Eleven? Well, exactly. That's the future we're talking about. Yeah. The, the I, culture and I guess, is going to disappear. Well, I guess with that is the thing is I've got to think because it, with the States, it is a little bit different because you can go and buy alcohol right from your Seven Eleven. where with right. us, we have to have the separate liquor store, right? Mm-hmm. We can't go and get that alcohol. So with how regulated we are, we would end up having to have that little, I could see that, but down in the States for that type of convenience, that's exactly what would be there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always got to remember that there's, <laughs> there's going to be just that difference. And with that playing a factor. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason why you would need a, a dispensary that isn't more of like a community hangout or community kind of education center. Yeah. And I think it's fine if those things do happen. I just want those things to happen to to people and businesses that are a little bit more part of the culture and that are small businesses to start. I'm all happy to see people scale and become large. It's I don't want Amazon to come in and be, uh, you know, start delivering weed all over the country. And then they're like, okay, now we're growing our own, by the way, it's cheaper than all of the smaller shops we were delivering for. So Amazon choice, you should probably just order this one. And then no one's able to run their own grows. And you know what I mean? Like it, I just don't like that. No, that's, that's the last thing you want to have because then it's just, everyone becomes the Amazon because it's the only way to really make money is to sell to them as a part of their grow system. Cause it's right. the only way that things are continuously moving. Yeah, it's going to take all the personality and heart out of the industry real quick. And that's kind of the biggest reason for this industry being as amazing as it is, is the variety of personalities, a variety of art, just artistic um, entries into it in different ways that really make this community fun to be involved in and really an endless learning 
opportunity because there's always something new that somebody's doing that you can go, what the hell is going on here? Right. I got a good way to spend the next two and a half hours. Let's learn how to do this. Mm. Right. And it's just because you're, you're interested in what's going on or just feels like the right kind of vibe to hang out in. Right. And that's the fun part of those secret sesh events and stuff like that is you get the opportunity to be exposed to all of that in one location and you get the opportunity to expand your community with people that you wouldn't expect or you wouldn't naturally kind of uh, get the opportunity to visit with or just meet because they go to a different shop. They're located somewhere else. Their, their interests just aren't the same outside of cannabis as yours. So, and you, the amount of people that I've heard have met amazing friends and people who they've worked on major projects with at these events is unreal. Yeah. And that there's no other way that they would have met each other without going to these events. Right. So I'm all for the normalization of cannabis. Yeah, it's not absolutely. that it's, it's, uh, it's ensuring that the money from this industry goes into as many hands as possible. Oh, exactly. As good hands. Well, you want to, you want to spread the wealth across the industry as wide as you can, because this is an industry that has really an endless opportunity for growth. Yeah. Right. Because just, just starting in the area that we have with Canada, having the legalization already and trying to push that, that very, um, promoted and equal approach to the cannabis if we can get the federal legalization on the u.s to do the exactly what you're talking about to have that equal distribution then when europe starts getting that green wave which hopefully will start in the next decade or so Mm -hmm. we'll have that kind of mentality swing and go over there so that you see that worldwide cannabis can be the kind of the industry to look to, to be that, okay, well, across the board, everywhere, there's that equal opportunity, that really kind of mutual respect and growth across the industry. Like right. it's, the, it's the opportunity to kind of be the, the, uh, the front man to, to change the mentality in a majority of other industries as well that are directly connected with cannabis. Right. Like it's, the more I think about it, the more it feeds into some really, major opportunities for this industry to be kind of that that four leader that that world changer almost right Mm -hmm. yeah this definitely need to get this petition six becoming a successful and then have the focus go where do you think the focus would be after this what do you think would be the next major step pre-federal legalization to kind of help along that equalization that's a good uh that's a good question i think there's a lot of little steps i I haven't taken my focus off of this yet because that million signatures is a big task i'm trying to get as many volunteers as possible for 420 this year to go to their local rallies and stuff like that to try to get signatures um so that's where my focus has been but The other main thing is on state levels with legalization, um, just ensuring that we're not doing limited licenses when we're legalizing and stuff like that. And then when federal legalization does come around, ensuring that that's not set up for monopolization as well, which it most assuredly will be. So 
one of the most important things about educating the consumer base right now in cannabis is when we get federal legalization bills and they're starting to actually think about passing them, we have to read the fight in print because we have to ensure that the same process that we're doing with this whole Instagram with fair and equal opportunity is done for legalization as well. So it's kind of almost using the framework from Instagram to try and expand it into an industry wide approach for when it, you are looking at the federal legalization and the bills that are coming even on the state based legalization to kind of help the approach for everyone. Okay. That makes sense. Right. The consumer education aspect is so important because not all legalization is good legalization. No. And a lot of people, when, when that first bill comes and they're like, yay, weed's going to be legalized federally. I can almost guarantee you it's not going to be a pretty bill. And we're going to need enough voices in the industry to say, this is not the one, this is not what we want. We want to consult more with the federal government before like the industry as a whole, as it is right now, you know, who's in the federal government's ear, Apple and Amazon about legalization, not the people that are currently running and uh, doing a great job in the industry as it is. Okay. So at this point, if you could say within the next two years, if you could have it, rescheduled like removed from the schedule one and have that be the first step versus having full legalization would that be kind of the major first step or would you want to go from that schedule one direct into legalization or what do you think is more likely to happen i think full legalization is likely that heavy that full transition yep okay yeah, that's always one thing that I'm, I was curious about because there's that conversation where it's like, well, if we remove it from being a Schedule 1 drug, we deschedule it, then there's the argument to push towards. But by doing that, you're also causing a full shakeup of the state-based laws because a lot of them are based off of that right. Schedule 1, correct? Right. I think, I think it'll be full legalization. Just in a I don't think the government wants to federal government wants to miss out on any taxable opportunity in between those two steps. So when it switches, it will be that switch. Um, but we have to be making sure we're aware of what is actually trying to be passed and ensuring that if it's not a good bill for the industry as it is now that we are vocal about that, um, I'd rather have no legalization than one that is with a stacked deck. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. Um, now, talk, but what that, what sucks about that is you. How do you get that information out to people when the main way of getting information out to people is through social media, and they won't allow you to even post about it? If we were in a situation where Instagram was not allowed to suppress content that doesn't break their rules when that legalization day does come around and we can put out to people who will actually see it and have the opportunity to go viral as if any other industry would and say, this is not the one for us. That's the opportunity we need to have. So it's like each step of things we need to do, there's like a step to get there. We can't just go fight legalization bills tomorrow because we won't be able to get our voices heard. So the first step is make sure we can be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I don't know a whole bunch about like the safe banking, the safe act. That's the one that's trying to go through for the banking. Correct. I don't know about that one. So, okay. I was just, I was going to ask you because I wasn't sure whether you'd be educated on the banking based, um, uh, legislation that I, that I know it's, they're trying to put it through right now to try and get easier access because right now it's purely cash business 
within every state, is it not? Uh, there's a lot of banks that have opened specifically for the cannabis industry okay. to tailor transactions and hold money for them, but you can't get an account at Chase or something like that for sure. Yeah, that like that was the one kind of big shock for me when I went and first had my introduction in Washington State was I went in there and they're like, they saw my Canadian passport, like you have cash, right? Like what? Like you have cash, right? Because this is cash only. There's no card. There's no nothing. And I'd done an exchange. So I had some, but it would just, I was not expecting that when you first walk in. Yeah. In Colorado, we have, it's mostly cash, but what they do is they, uh, they will like run your card as an ATM. And so they, if it's like $159, they'll run your card for 160. You put in your pin and it takes the cash out like as, as if it was an oh. ATM and then they give you the change. Um, so I know that is pretty cash based here in Colorado, but I know that these businesses do have bank accounts of their own to store their cash in. Some of them do, not all of them. Yeah, I was able to visit uh, Denver uh four years ago and it was like beautiful city and it was really cool the dispensaries that I was able to visit and definitely want to get back there sometime soon it was an amazing trip um but yeah the dispensaries it was all cash and right along the Denver but that's really interesting that they've got that ability to use almost that ATM transaction with those Mm -hmm. new banks that's it it's good to hear because it makes the facilities a little bit safer yeah just because there is less cash on hand, but there's still a lot of cash on hand at those facilities. Yeah. Like the amount of weed that goes out of some of those dispensaries, I could only imagine that it just shrinks at that is shrinks the dispensary that I work at. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on the shop. We've got a lot of dispensaries. Yeah. We've got more dispensaries than Starbucks. Well, I, I'm only located in a small town, so <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I know for sure your probably slowest um, shop is comparable to what mine is. <laughs> right. Yeah. The I go I go to a cute yeah. little local owned one down the street and they're never super busy, but they're lovely people. Yeah, I had I had some really amazing experiences down there. Anybody in the industry was really welcoming and definitely always willing to educate, which is awesome to see, especially when you go into different dispensaries you do get that little bit of a different feel um just because it is a different environment they kind of put on a little bit of a personality depending on who's working and who developed the shop which i even notice up here in canada especially in some of the shops in our cities they've really decked them out and i'm sure there's some shops down there that are just mind-blowing too Mm -hmm. um it's it's so welcoming to see how education-based the bud tenders are down there with any of the products like they were willing to give you as little or as much information as you wanted about each of the strains that I was looking at, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's definitely, I'm curious to see what the education difference is in like Colorado versus New York versus this like state to state for the bud tenders, just being one as well as the information available from each of the, producers and the growers right because it is such a different um industry with the sense of where they're how the cannabis is brought how it's regulated too right and with this petition everything along here it'll allow for that information to be 
like for me, if I wanted to, I could go down and search it in Colorado and whatnot on social media. Yeah. So it's just I, like, I'm just again, it's just that thinking out loud of how this could play a key factor in everything. Right. Hmm. So do you guys have anything new and exciting for like feature wise on weed tube that you're looking to bring or is that, like it, I know your primary focus has been this petition, but. Yeah. Well, Oh yeah. The, that's my primary focus, yeah. but the team for weed tube is working on some awesome stuff. Um, we're really working hard right now on having live streaming as well as Instagram and Twitter type functionality. So being able to post pictures and stories and just general text updates and stuff like that. So sort of being an all encompassing social media for the cannabis industry is a really big goal of ours. We've got our Canna for Climate event on 421 of this year, which is the day after 420, where stoners all over the world clean up part of their community to help show the world uh, what the true definition of being a stoner is. Um, this will be our second time doing it. Very much looking forward to that. So if you want to participate, you can go to Canna, the number four climate.com. And there is uh, information on how to do that. It's definitely an awesome day. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, that's um, the live streams are definitely got me excited because um, I've been just getting some rolling on YouTube and I would definitely like to go over to YouTube with the live streams and like doing strain reviews and stuff along those type, those side of things would be really exciting. And then also to have a little bit more of this type of interaction live on there would be huge. So Absolutely. Really exciting to see. And that I think is going to be a huge pull for the cannabis industry to get involved because it seems like live streams and that live interaction is a major draw. And that's again, one reason why Instagram is so huge for the cannabis community is that live interaction, that Q and a opportunity that companies have with right. producers, with bud tenders, with like just anybody in the industry. Right. So yeah, this, this petition is key. Um, Right now, are there any other kind of exciting things that you're working on? Like, do you have a grow at home that you do? Like anything along those lines, hobby-wise? No, no. I, I had a grow a couple of years ago. I did not do very good at it at all. Um, so I'm going to stick to letting people who really know what they're doing grow the weed that I smoke. <laughs> that's that's fair. So um, I you've got a PAX that you're rocking right now? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so full of CBD go- though. It's full of CBD. What do you mm-hmm. like? Um, what strain do you have for that CBD? Um, I don't know that there's a strain necessarily. Oh, it's, it's just, just the CBD isolate. isolate yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. That t- day- it tastes day- minty. Tastes minty. Oh, we've, we had one of those around here. It was a disposable mint CBD vape and it was surprising the amount of people who liked it for that daytime, just kind of supportive use. Right. Yeah. And I, I smoked all morning too. I had a nice, lovely morning just seshing out of this pipe with some dog flower. It was very good. Nice. That's a very artistic pipe there. Hand blown yeah. on that one? What was that? Was that hand blown? Yes. It was given to me uh, by one of my followers back when I had a YouTube channel. He gave me a couple of them. There's, I have one just like this. It's a little smaller too. It's my favorite pipe. It's awesome. Yeah, that looks Does- like it'd be a really good day starter does great french inhales wow yeah it's it's always good to sit down and start the day with a little sesh before he did this um but this was awesome man 
I'm still processing the amount of information that you had because it it really does play a key factor in like the industry as a whole because we really do need to be able to get that reach out to the community and not just within the cannabis community but the other communities as well right right there's so much education with and so much potential learning opportunities with this plant that like the amount of people who don't have the um, information on just topicals yeah realize the benefits of that or just like the cbd vapes like you have just oils or just using a pure cbd cbg now is becoming very large in canada and that has huge benefits cbn for the people who are looking for sleep like there's endless opportunities for benefits with this plant because there's hundreds of cannabinoids that we have yet to really see the full potential from. Right. So we definitely need to get this petition signed, hit the million plus would be better. So that, yeah, you uh, got to get, got to get people up North to sign it for me. Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely, I, I wanted to have that full information because there's some people who've been asking me about it and, this is good to know because it is crucial to get this signed and get this out there. Yeah. There's no ulterior motives. There's no like bias for me. The end goal is to benefit small businesses in the cannabis industry. Exactly. And there's, and if you can get that done on what's going to be one of the largest federal industries in the world, because the U S is a massive industry, like really next, next to the other two large population of Russia and China, there's hard, hard comparisons too, because Canada, we just don't have the population. We have the Mm -hmm. land, but we don't have, we're a 10th of the population. We don't just do not make the money. Mm -hmm. So the U S is going to be a huge player in kind of setting the tone for how the world's going to accept cannabis and how the world's going to, approach the cannabis industry so we definitely need to get that supported and signed to make sure that social media and the way that we educate people primarily get signed 100 percent. yep so again thank you very much man i definitely would love to have you on if we get this um signed or if there's any hiccups that come along the line that you want to talk about and kind of get information out there because this is I'm sure I'll have more questions once I edit this and kind of dive into the information a little bit more and uh again I'd love to have you back on and to talk about this some more yeah thanks for having me I appreciate that and I will keep that in mind about all the updates yeah absolutely um and if we do hit that uh that number I'll definitely be uh celebrating on (laughs) on my channel and making sure that we aim to hit that million plus because this is a crucial crucial thing to do 